What's going on today, everybody? This is Rod here, so obviously this must be Rod Sports Rant. I got a whole lot of stuff to go over today. I'm going to go over all the NFL games from Sunday and, of course, you know, last night. going to talk about Washington football team. going to talk about, you know, two big-time uh, coaches in the college football world that changed hands. But uh, as always, I'm going to jump right in like I normally do. Um, start off with uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and I will not spend a lot of time on this game because I don't want to upset any Pittsburgh Steelers fans. But I mean, this uh, this was this was a bad game for Pittsburgh. Uh, the final was forty-one to ten uh, in favor of the Bengals. Obviously, uh, Mixon went for one hundred sixty-five yards, two touchdowns. That's that's awesome. Burrow had a pretty good game. Uh, Cincinnati possessed the ball for thirty-five minutes. As y'all know, I'm a big uh, time of possession guy. Um, ben threw two picks. Um, Man, Ben has uh, he's been doing this for a long time. Uh, for most of my adult life, actually, I, I almost want to say uh, I think he came into the league. I believe my senior year in high school, and I'm 37, so that's a long time. Ben, Ben's had a great career. He's future Hall of Famer. He's, he's a great guy. Um, I really like Ben Roethlisberger, but I think after this season, in my opinion, I think it's about time to to call it a day. Um. And that's I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and throw shade on Ben because he's a great guy, great football player. I think he's got a future and probably doing whatever he wants to do as far as I don't know if that's coaching or if he just wants to take it to the house or you know as an analyst I'm, I'm sure he's got something in line. But uh, I think the football thing is pretty close to being over with. All right, moving on. Buccaneers Colts, uh, tight football game, super tight football game. Leonard Fournette, hundred yards, three touchdowns. That's that's just awesome. Um, I think that's a little above that. I think that's a little one of his, you know, his uh, ceiling games. You know, one of the better games you're gonna see from him, because I think Fournette's a really good back. I'm not gonna put him in that elite status because I don't think he's there, but I do think he's a really good back, and I do think. Um, I do think he's got a lot of game left in him, and I think uh, he's doing he's done really good for Tampa Bay since he came over there. Um, Gronk accounted for half of Brady's yard. Brady had um, 236 passing yards, 123 went to Robert Gronkowski. It was a pretty even game all the way across. Whether whether we were looking at um, time of possession or yards, first downs, it, it was all pretty tight. It was a pretty tight football game. The Buccaneers took took a lead and and they held the lead and uh, so that's what that's what you have to do to win football games uh, in the NFL because wins come at a premium. So hey, good job Buccaneers. Um, Colts Colts are doing really well though. So AFC South fans, you know, watch out. Miami Carolina Carolina. Mm, um. Because of Carolina losing and the Saints losing as well, uh, the Falcons are now in second place, which is bad. That means this is a bad division. Um, Miami beat Carolina 33-10. I don't want to get off topic too much. Tua, wow. 27 for 31. 230 yards. A touchdown, no picks. Cam, 5 for 21. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to stop right there. Uh, 92 yards, no, no touchdowns, obviously, and two picks. That's, that's a bad game. Cam is, I think, nearing the end of his career. And I know Carolina fans don't want to 
hear that. This is why I thought that $10 million price tag that we talked about, that I, or excuse me, that I talked about a few weeks ago, I thought was a little too much. And this is why. Uh, Miami possessed the football for 37 minutes, 34 seconds. That's a long time for a defense to be on the field. And it's just, and the reason is, is because they couldn't convert. McCaffrey did not play well. Uh, I think DJ Moore was the leading receiver. I think he had, I actually think he had 110 yards receiving, which I don't understand how Cam had only 92. I believe that's probably got to do with sacks, but I, I'm I'm always confused at how that works, but okay, whatever. Um, nevertheless, Carolina played bad on both sides of the ball. Miami played well on both sides of the ball, and that's why they won this football game. Uh, so great job, great job, Miami. Miami's won a few in a row now, and um, they're on a roll. So the AFC, the AFC East is tough. New England, you know, has won several games in a row now. They they got the longest streak in the NFL since now Tennessee has lost uh, two in a row. And then of course, um, you know, of course Miami's playing well, and uh, of course Buffalo is still playing well. So. You, you got some teams in, in that AFC East. There's some fight in there. Now, the Jets are obviously a horrible football team. But I actually think we'll, we'll get into it later in the show, but I'm pretty sure they, they wound up winning too. Um, so, so here we go. New England, Tennessee, 36 to 13. I thought New England would get on Tennessee pretty good. Uh, I said that. Um, in my in my podcast, I don't know how many of y'all watched the unde my undefeated sports debate where I had me and all my kids on here, which was awesome. Um, but uh, Mac Jones threw for 310 yards, two touchdowns, excuse me, zero picks. And this guy is just continuing to impress, especially me. Uh, he has made the biggest believer out of me. Um Mac Jones is playing awesome. That's my, right now, that's my AFC Rookie of the Year. And I think he's going to continue to play well. Um, Tannehill only threw for 92 yards. He threw a touchdown, but he also threw a pick. Tennessee turned the football over four times. Now, it's rare for you to turn the football over four times and still win the game. So, um, that's that, that's a rough situation. Tennessee is on a downslide, and it does not look like it's getting better. And with the Colts, you know, I know they lost just uh, Sunday. Um, today is Tuesday, by the way. <laughs> just in case somebody watches this late, this is Tuesday. Uh, you know, I'm a day late on here. Um, but Tennessee has lost a few in a row now, and they're on the downside. The Colts, even though they lost, they, they're on the up. They're not on the down. So you're going to have to be careful on this. Uh, from a Tennessee, if you're a Tennessee fan, you, you know, your team is slipping and yeah, it's, it's not been good. So the Giants beat the Eagles 13-7. And yes, I said that right, people. The Giants beat the Eagles 13-7. Hurts throws three interceptions. It's hard to win football games like that. Now, when you look at this from a statistical standpoint, um, the Giants defense gave up a lot of yards, but only seven points. They gave up over 300 yards, but only seven points. That tells me that they were in a bend but don't break situation. You know, they were basically playing bend but don't break. And like I said, that three uh three interceptions they forced. The Giant Giants defense played awesome. I don't I don't care what the stats say. The Giants defense played awesome. So kudos to them. Here's one I love to talk about. The Falcons beat Jacksonville. Yeah, big whoop, right? 
The biggest thing I want to talk about in this one, Cordell Patterson rushes for 108 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and he, he played well. Um, both quarterbacks played decent. Neither one will wow you. Uh, Matt Ryan nor um, Trevor Lawrence wowed me in this game. Um, and so to that, I will say, you know, Jacksonville's got a long way to go. Um, that's going to be a rough one. Uh, that's a rough road. I feel bad for Jacksonville fans. Uh, you know, I've, uh, I, I remember when that team, when the team, when they got a team and I remember the bad days at first. I remember the good days. I actually went to a game. I went to the Jacksonville Atlanta game the second year. Uh, the second year Jacksonville had a team, and if they won that game, they would get into the playoffs. And they won because Morton Anderson missed the field goal. So I, you won't hear them words come out of my mouth very often because Morton Anderson was awesome. Um, but he missed the field goal, and Jacksonville went to the playoffs. So... I remember the good, I remember the bad, and now it's kind of like the ugly for Jacksonville. So, moving on. Uh, great job, Cordell Patterson. I believe Cordell Patterson will inevitably get a long-term deal uh, from Atlanta, or at least he should. He deserves it. If he don't get one from Atlanta, he's getting one from somewhere. So, hopefully the Falcons don't miss on this. Now, do I think he needs to pee, be, uh, be one of the top-paid running backs in the league? Absolutely not. But, man, I like what Matt Ryan caught him. He called him a Swiss Army knife, and that's a very good, um, very good term for him because he he does it all. Um, he's an awesome, awesome football player, and he's bought into what Arthur Smith is selling. And I'm pretty sure Arthur knows that, and I'm pretty sure he's forwarding that up to the top. You know, Terry Fontenot and people like that. Obviously, I can talk more about Falcons front office than everybody else's because, well. I know about the Falcons front office more than I do everybody else's. So, moving on. The New York Jets beat the Houston Texans. Now, this is two of the worst teams in the NFL. Obviously, I don't think any team in the NFL is as bad as Detroit. But, nevertheless, the New York Jets, you know, did enough to win this game. Neither one of these teams played particularly well. All right. Um, they both, they're two, like I said, they're two bad football teams that happen to go against each other, and somebody has to win unless you're just going to lock up in a tie, which obviously can't happen. It happened to Pittsburgh and Detroit some weeks back. So, nevertheless, the Jets win the football game. Great job. Great job, New York Jets. Um, you know, it's always, you know, it's always good to see a struggling team pull out a W. I feel like um, it, make, it makes me happy when I see that on Sunday, which I'm never happy on Sunday if the Falcons don't win. But, this Sunday, it was a little easier to be happy. Um, Denver Denver beats the Chargers 28-13. Um, Patrick Sertan, Sertan had a 70-yard interception return. I knew this guy was going to be good. His dad was good. Um, you know, he's just an awesome player, and he's showing you why he's an awesome player. Herbert threw two picks. Um there was nothing on the stat page that wowed me. Herbert did throw for over 300 yards, but he threw for two picks. That's that's a problem. The two the 300 yards is good. The two touchdowns is good, but the two picks is bad. Multiple interception games hurt you. Um, it is not easy to win when you throw in multiple interceptions. Okay, obviously it can be done. It was done this weekend. 
you know, but it is not a common thing. And you put your, you put your defense usually in a bad position because you got an offense going out there. Their defense just, um, just, you know, got a turnover. And so the offense is like, all right, hey, let's go. We need to put points on the board. We need to show them that turn, you know, and it makes the defense want to go and get another one. Like, hey, we we got one and they throw it in the end zone. Let's do it again. You know, run it back. So, so I think, uh, yeah, this team, this Denver team is playing really well. So it's another team to watch out for. Green Bay beats LA 36 to 28. Now the game was a little tighter than I thought. Odell Beckham. I know y'all think I'm finna say something bad about Odell Beckham. I want to surprise you. I think Odell Wet Beckham played decent. Played pretty good. Good job, Odell. He ran he ran some pretty clean routes in this game. He had five catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. That's pretty good. Um, LA's defense played horrible. Absolutely horrible. Green Bay possessed the football for 40 minutes. For 40 minutes. Both quarterbacks had over 300 yards. Matthew Stafford did not play bad. This game was not lost because Odell Beckham wasn't running routes. So none of that are you going to hear me say today. I know I get on Odell Beckham Jr. really bad. I'm not going to do that today because I think Odell Beckham, it looked to me like he kind of had bought in to what, you know, it seems like he's kind of bought in a little bit and he's trying to do it the L.A. way. Problem is, L.A. I think has lost like three in a row now. So they, they, they got to right that ship. Um, if they want to, if they want to make it to the playoffs, like I said, I had this, I had this as my Super Bowl pick. I thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, and on paper, it looked like they could, I thought they would beat Tampa Bay in the NFC championship and then lose to the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. That was, that was my preseason pick. Um, I have picks later on for that, like going into the playoffs uh you know when the playoff picture becomes a little more clear right now it's very fuzzy but um um la's got to right this ship you can't even though this was you played better the problem is you lost so um green bay is finding ways to win games Aaron Rodgers, you know, had the toe issue. Obviously, it wasn't that big of an issue. That This is what I'm talking about, guys. Aaron Rodgers is, is an amazing athlete. I'm not a big fan of Aaron Rodgers, the person. But um, Aaron Rodgers, the athlete. Aaron Rodgers, the football player. Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, is awesome. Um, And I that's all there is to it. San Francisco, Minnesota. San Francisco pulls out the win over Minnesota, 34-26. This is the 49ers' third straight win. Now, they were in a little bit of a slump there. And they bounced back and are above 500 now. It's put them at 6-5. and five. Um, Minnesota drops to 5-6. and six. I think Minnesota still has a shot to make that. Well, they do still have a shot to make the playoffs. And uh, they didn't play particularly bad. The biggest problem was that they did not sustain drives. And San Francisco possessed the ball for 37 minutes. Like I said, I love time of possession. Because if you possess the football, you control the game. And that is what uh, San Francisco did. They controlled this football game. You know, for the lion's share of it, they, they controlled this football game. All right, Baltimore-Cleveland. Baltimore wins 16-10. to It's a really good, uh, this was a good football game, good tight football game. 
The Ravens win despite Lamar Jackson throwing four interceptions. Now, I just said you don't win very often when you have multiple when you have multiple when a quarterback throws multiple interceptions. I'll get it out in a minute, guys. Sorry about that. Um this was one of the exceptions. Um offensively, Cleveland did not play great. Uh one of the biggest problems was um Baltimore possessed the football for 37 minutes. Another this is crazy. This game had six total turnovers. Obviously, four by the Baltimore Ravens, all four coming up the hands of Lamar Jackson, two, two on the Brown side. And I uh I looked at it. I'm not sure if uh if Baker I don't think Baker threw a pick, so I think they were both fumbles. But don't don't quote me on that. I, I could be wrong. Washington football, this is, now we're going to get into Monday night. The Washington football team beat Seattle 17-15. to Guys, this is the Washington football team's third straight win. So Dallas, this week, right now, you got to get back on it. If you want to win this division, you got to get back on it. Because Philly losing to New York, that helped you. That helped you because Philly was had won a few games and they later were building some momentum. But, you know, um, the New York Giants kind of helped you out there. But the Washington football team is now, like I said, one three straight. So you got to be careful here. Um, they're on a roll. They're looking pretty good. They had 371 yards of offense, guys. This is the team that we – and, guys, they've done this without Chase Young, which I believe is their best defensive player. Um, I believe he could be considered the best player on the team. Um, Washington football team possessed the football for 41 minutes and 40 seconds. That's absolutely ridiculous. Guys, I, I saw some of the plays. I watched um, Undisputed with uh, Skip and Shannon. It's pro probably my favorite sports show, to be honest. No no offense to First Take. I do like Stephen A. Smith on First Take. That, that is another one I really like. But I really, I just like the Skip and Shannon um, duo. And, and I thought Skip and Stephen were good. But Skip and Shannon, I just think they're awesome. Um, and they do a great job. But, man, I, so I was watching them. And I watched some of the throws that um Shannon Sharp pointed out to Russ missed and they were horrible he missed a wide open tight end in the middle of the field and I mean when I say wide open he had all day to throw to him and instead he makes an arid pass to uh I think it was Tyler Lockett or one of them Russell Wilson has got to get back on his game he has to because he's not playing well and I know I, I saw some of the comments on Twitter I know people are saying, oh, well, he's hurt. That can't always be your excuse. And some guys said, just because, said, I've seen, they specifically said to Shannon Sharp, just because you never played hurt, you know, doesn't mean other players won't. Guys, ain't no NFL football player ever not played hurt. I guarantee you every punter has played hurt. I, I don't care what position you play, you played hurt. I stopped playing football my ninth grade year. Guess what? I played hurt many a times. You know, I was a cross-country track guy. I ran I ran three cross-country meets with tendonitis in my ankle, and it killed me every time I took a step. That's what athletes do. You know, I was not an athlete at their level, no doubt about it. I, I was never on that level. I, I feel like I was really good, but I wasn't on that level. Okay. No matter what sports you play, if you make it to the professional level, at the highest level, which the NFL is obviously the highest level of football, you played hurt. And so that's a ridiculous statement by whatever guy said on Twitter. I, I wouldn't blast his name on here anyway because, well, that's how people get sued. 
but that's a bunch of crap. Um, but Russell Wilson's got to, he's got to right this ship, hurt or not. He, he's got to get better. If he's hurt, if he's that hurt, Russell needs to take a step back. Um, I don't think he necessarily wants to be in Seattle anymore. And if not, he needs to move on. Uh, and, and the organization needs to make that happen. So I'm not going to get into that too deep, but there's some bad, bad stuff going on. All right. I want to switch gears to college football. First one I'm going to talk about is Lincoln Riley. I'm sure most of you know by now, Lincoln Riley has left Oklahoma and has taken the job at USC. I looked it up to see if he had ties to USC. He has none. I did not understand this. I understand USC is a very prestigious program, and that's a prestigious foot, you know. And I understand from a prestige um, perspective. But the thing is, Oklahoma is also a very prestigious football program. So I didn't understand this at all. Now, this next one, I didn't understand when I heard it. But there again, after watching Undisputed, I understood it a little more. Because Skip and Shannon, being uh, a lot better at this than I am, pointed out some things that I did not know. And did not, well, I did not realize. I guess I did know them, but I did not realize them. Okay. So what Skip and Shannon have pointed out was, uh, well, okay, first of all, Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly has left Notre Dame and has taken the LSU coaching job. He was offered $95 million was the figure that I saw. That's a lot of money. For a college football coach, that's astronomical. I remember when, like, I remember one point in time, Steve Spurrier being the highest paid college football coach, and it was like $2.5 a year. So now he takes he gets $95 million to coach LSU. Now he's in the SEC, and the SEC is tough. Um now I don't know that I fully agree with this. SEC is outright the toughest conference in football. I I don't buy that all the time. Sometimes it's true. Obviously, sometimes it's true. Um but I don't always buy that because the Big Ten some years is real tough. I mean, look at Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan this year. They beat up on each other. All right. And then Purdue, look at, you know, look what Purdue did. So, um, so anyway, but uh Notre Dame in Brian Kelly's tenure, I think they said on I believe I looked it up and I think he only acquired thirteen five star prospects. You look at Ogeron's, uh, Ogeron's short time at LSU, and I believe they are. I believe they had almost the same amount. So he's getting. Uh, he's obviously getting more quality recruits over there in LSU. Um, Louisiana is is a is a gold mine as far as talent is concerned. Not to mention Texas is right there, and obviously you'll be able to recruit down there in Florida. Um, you'll be able to go over there in Atlanta and, and catch some of them guys. Um, so, uh, that's, that's, um, this could be a good situation, but I mean, it's going to be tough because now you got, you got, oh, what's a, what's Shannon Sharp like to call him? Oh, St. Nick, <laughs> Nick Saban, which I, which I consider the standard in college football. Uh, 
Okay, and then you go, let's go Georgia. You got Kirby Smart to deal with. You know, you're going to be playing him. Um, Bill Napier just got hired at Florida. You're going to be playing against him every year. He's considered one of, one of the top recruiters uh, as far as football coaches is concerned. Um, he'll be dealing with Jimbo Fisher, who has won a national championship down at Florida State. Um, he went to the first, he took Florida State to the first ever playoff. Um, obviously, they lost to Oregon. And Ohio State won that championship, but uh, so you 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 got some tough competition there in the SEC. So Brian Kelly, I mean, I hope you got your big boy shorts on, cause or pants on, however you want to put it, because it's fixing to get tough. Um, last bit of news that I will put out there. Um, this one's a little more personal for me. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, who is Georgia Tech's lead running back. Um, their, their outright best player is entering the transfer portal. He finished the season third in the nation in um, in overall all-purpose yards. I, I'm gonna have to say I can't blame him. I mean, he's been there two seasons and they amount mounted six wins in that time. Georgia Tech only has nine wins in three seasons, and it's just ridiculous at this point. Um, outside of Notre Dame, these I don't think these smart schools can compete anymore. You don't ever hear about Stanford having, you know, go, you know, a threat to go to the playoff. Georgia Tech hasn't been relevant since I was a kid, to be honest. I mean, they had a they had a good year, you know, when they beat uh, Mississippi State in a bowl game. It went like eleven and three, but since then, it's it's been bad. Like I say, Jeff Collins, it's been it's nine wins. It's yeah, but um. Yeah, so that 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 just that probably just derailed what you know Jeff Collins was trying to do. But uh, you know, college football uh, committee gets together tonight and they will announce the top four. So tomorrow I'll be on here and I'll give you my reaction to that. Um, for those of you that didn't tune in, my my top four were Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Cincinnati, in that order. And uh, my, my number five is Oregon State, number six, Notre Dame. I almost want to drop Notre Dame lower than that because I believe Brian Kelly is already leaving. I don't even think he's coaching, even if they make the playoff. Um. So, yeah. So, guys, that's the show for today. Uh, thank you. Thank everybody for tuning in. Um, I hope to hope y'all all tune in for the next episode. Uh, like I said, I'll be on here tomorrow with my reactions. Um. Y'all have a great rest of your night. God bless.